the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Well, good afternoon. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, dipietro.com. It is Tuesday right now. It's 106 on this uh, Tuesday afternoon, July 27th. Folks, rather pleasant day, not raining for once, and at the same time, a very, very dramatic day up on Capitol Hill. I'm going to play some of the sound. Uh, this is all pure politics, but I also want to mention, and before we get into it, folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show, as you're listening either on AM 1380 or 99.9 FM, you can always listen on our award-winning website, DePietro.com. Voted best local news site by the people, the readers of Rhode Island Monthly, the people of Rhode Island, for sheer content, is brought to you by It's My Health. I received the nicest email, and I love when I receive these emails, uh, from one of our uh, listeners, and I want to say good afternoon to him, that popped in and said that Marie was just, like, couldn't have been more helpful. Couldn't have been more helpful. And I love hearing that. And I'm going to um, absolutely, Freddie. And um, it's, it's just incredible how Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, that anyone that I send in there and recommend they go in, um, that they, they always have a tremendous experience. And this one was from Tim that said, hi, John, I went to It's My Health on Saturday to take a look at the tea room you advertise. I usually order my tea online. I prefer English imported. Marie was so friendly and took the time to go over the different blends they offer. I bought an ounce of the green tea with lemon loose leaf blend and the Irish breakfast loose leaf blend. I have to say I'm enjoying both immensely. I'll be back soon to try some of the other blends they offer. Thank you. For bringing this wonderful store to my attention, Tim from Lincoln. Tim, thank you for that, folks. It's my health. Don't buy things online. Shop local. Support the locals. And especially many of you that drive by this wonderful establishment, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant, that old white church. Pop in. She's open right now. Vitamins, herbal remedies, local products like ice honey, maple syrup, beef fresh gum, and over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices. Marie will recommend something for you. You want to be adventurous. You want to do something different. Pop in. You know, it's always nice to visit and support a local business. I'm just telling you, you're going to feel good about it. You want to do something. You want to do something worthwhile. Shop local. Stop in and see Marie, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Now, folks, good afternoon. Right now at 109. Now, I want to once again refer you, visit the website, depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. And again, one of our uh, sponsors on depetro.com is, in fact, the End Zone. Pop in 960 Menden Road in Cumberland. End Zone Sports Pub. Hey, the Patriots in training camp. Stop in. Maybe you haven't been there in a while. Or maybe you're looking for a new spot. All I'm asking is pop in. Say hello to Dana and his crew at 
end zone. Sports 960 Menden Road in Cumberland. There's a direct link to them right there on the website, dipetro.com. So, folks, the variant is getting worse, whether people like it or not want to hear that. And locally, this is big. The CDC is now saying masks back on in hot spots, even for the vaccinated. So this is different, by the way. This is different. They're now changing and saying that even if you've been vaccinated inside, you should wear a mask. So let me go through some of the headlines. Higher virus rates found in California counties with higher vaccination rates. That's odd. Governor, government officials health groups push mandatory shots. Now, I'm not ready to go there. But Newsom vows, that's the governor, strongest verification. Bare faces wear stickers showing status. Eye skin can detect long COVID. But the CDC masks are back on even for the vaccinated. This is new. The CDC is reversing their indoor mask policy, saying fully vaccinated people should wear them inside, indoors in COVID hotspots. So this will be coming, whether people like it or not. This is going to be coming to our area, Rhode Island, Massachusetts, Connecticut. CDC is expected to recommend fully vaccinated people begin wearing masks indoors again in places with high transmission rates. Updated guidance comes ahead of the fall when the variants expected to cause another surge in new coronavirus cases and many large employers plan to bring workers back to the office. Experts say COVID prevention strategies remain critical to protect people from the virus, especially in areas of moderate to high community transmission levels. So, folks, here's the thing. Someone said to me, here we go with the shutdown again. They're not going to shut everything down again. The good news is if you're one of those people and you are refusing to get the vaccine, they're not going to close everything down again. This is going to be the pandemic amongst the unvaccinated. That's what they're calling it. Because that's what it's going to be. We're not. If you, and I want to, once again, I'm not trying to tell anyone what to do. Last night, there was uh, a young man in Providence that was on some kind of a motorcycle ATV, and he decided to do a wheelie. And he hit a parked car, and he's now in critical condition. He decided to do that. No one, not that I'm aware of, no one made him do that. He decided, I want to do a wheelie. So he did it. He's now in critical condition. That is a much different news story than the girl in Situate. Perfectly healthy right now, fighting for her life. Situate, we just a bad nightmare. Situate woman critically injured in suspected drunk driving crash. 21-year-old woman woman remains critical condition. Car was hit by a drunk driver earlier this month. July 17th. I'll play the sound of this. You know what? Let Let me play. This is actually a decent package on Channel 12. But my point is, folks, if you're listening right now and you say there's no way I am getting the... You know what? Then that totally your choice. But there's also no sympathy. Let's just agree on that. CDC is going to backpedal on masking guidelines. But let's just agree on that. That you end up sick in the hospital. Don't start complaining then. And it's going to happen. I already know someone right now. I, I absolutely predicting 
that this person's going to end up in the hospital. With and then say, I didn't know. Everybody's deciding. All right, here we go. Fighting for her life at Rhode Island Hospital. Listen to this story. Hit by a suspected drunk driver. I'm Kim Kalunian. I'm Mike Boscalvo. 12 News reporter Courtney Carter spoke to the family this afternoon and shares what message they have. Courtney. Eliza DeAngelis was coming home from work, but she never made it home. Her parents heading out the door to look for her got a knock on the door from police saying she had been hit by a suspected drunk driver. Everyone is defined by the little pieces that make them, them. And this is 21-year-old Eliza DeAngelis. Her family says she is an animal lover, activist, student, and nature lover. But they never imagined she would also be a suspected drunk driving victim. She called when she left work and she said, I'm done, I'm coming home, da-da-da, I said, I'll see you, you know, in 15 minutes. 15 minutes went by, half hour went by. Her family says the crash on July 17th happened just three minutes away from their home on Harvard Pike in Situate. When we came upon that car, it was, it was horrible. I thought for sure, there's no way, there's no way she's going to survive. It was obliterated. It's just a bad nightmare that I keep seeing, you know, that car. Her mother, Ann Mary DeAngelis, says Eliza remains in critical condition and unconscious. Doctors are now deciding if she needs to be put into a medically induced coma. She's just facing being able to breathe. The family says what is getting them through is a community of neighbors, family, and friends that have been rallying behind them. They held a vigil the day after the crash. According to court records, the driver of that car, 24-year-old Kyle Watson from Connecticut, was charged with driving under the influence. Her family says they have a message to drunk drivers. There are so many options that people have today. They could call an Uber. They could stay where they are. They can call a family member. They can call a friend. A GoFundMe has been set up to help with medical bills. Family and friends are also hosting a fundraiser tomorrow in Warwick. You can find that information on WPRI.com. Think of that. Think of that. Totally avoidable. Totally avoidable. What's wrong with these people? Totally avoidable. Didn't have to happen. And then, of course, the family of the drunk driver... You know, they're just stuck with that. They're also in a nightmare, but, you know, there's a huge difference here. My God. Oh, good Lord. Shattered pelvis. Oh, fractured neck. Punctured both of her lungs. Spleen had to be removed. Connecticut resident Kyle Watson charged with drugs. Driving under the influence. Oh, my God. We just hear the mother again. God, this story is brutal. She did nothing wrong. Hear this one more time. This is Channel 12. Everyone is defined by the little pieces that make them, them. And this is 21-year-old Eliza DeAngelis. Her family says she is an animal lover, activist, student, and nature lover. But they never imagined she would also be a suspected drunk driving victim. 
she called when she left work and she said, I'm done, I'm coming home, da da da. I said, I'll see you, you know, in 15 minutes. 15 minutes went by, half hour went by. Her family says the crash on July 17th happened just three minutes away from their home on Hartford Pike in Situate. When we came upon that car, it, it was, it was horrible. Huh. I thought for sure, there's no way, there's no way she's going to survive. It was obliterated. It's just that nightmare that I keep seeing, you know, that car. Her mother, Ann Mary DeAngelis, oh. says Eliza remains in critical condition and unconscious. Doctors are now deciding if she needs to be put into a medically induced coma. Oh. She's just facing being able to breathe. The family says what is getting them through is a community of neighbors, family, and friends that have been rallying behind them. They held a vigil the day after the crash. According to court records, the driver of that car, 24-year-old Kyle Watson from Connecticut, was charged with driving under the influence. Her family says they have a message to drunk drivers. There are so many options that people have today. They could call an Uber. They could stay where they are. They can call a family member. They Sleep can call there. a friend. A GoFundMe has been set up to help with medical bills. Family and friends are also hosting a fundraiser tomorrow in Warwick. You can find that information on WPRI.com. I'm Courtney Carter, 12 News. Again, folks, absolutely just terrible. All right, well, good afternoon. It's John DePietro. Hate hearing something like that. I can't believe Mayor Lords of the Mayor of Providence was having like a safe streets press conference or something this morning and he says oh yeah they they should release the body cam footage on that car chase just get it out there well the attorney general the attorney general is is doing an investigation and basically said well we're not releasing it until the investigation is complete so you know for mayor Lorsa to step forward on that Folks, how about this? Also, Simon Biles withdraw from gymnastics. Protect team and self. Listen, she's a quitter. Okay? She's a quitter. That's what she is. Don't pretend it's anything other than that. She's not doing well, so she's pulling out. I agree with the people that have said, hey, what about people? Tom Brady, Super Bowl. Nah, I'm going to leave the game. Came to Tokyo as the star of the U.S. Olympic movement. Convinced herself she was prepared, ready for the spotlight. Something felt off. Rather than push two, she's decided enough was enough. Withdrew from the competition following one rotation. Stunning decision to open the door for the team. Russian Olympic Committee to surge to gold. Her American teammates held on for the silver. After the 24-year-old realized following a shaky vault, she wasn't in the red headspace to compete. I didn't want to go into any other event second-guessing myself. So I thought it would be better if I stepped back, let these girls go out there and do the job. What an embarrassment. It's people good for her. How about that? She felt the weight of the world on her shoulders. It's part of competition. Affected her practice. Affected her confidence. When she stepped onto the vault runway, finally found a way to her performance. Every... What do you think it's like for an amateur golfer to make that putt? What is it like for the little league person who's a player who's up to bat and it's three and two count? 
It's all part of the competition. But you don't walk away and quit. She quitted. Period. And I am glad that that tennis fraud also withdrew. No, she lost. She absolutely with lost the Japanese uh, Naomi, whatever her name is. Let me find it. You know, the Olympics are actually, folks, getting pretty good ratings. The Olympics are, are getting pretty good ratings. God, it's, it's, it's one. Um, oh, I want to. Uh, there's some press conferences going on in Washington that I'm going to play. It, it, it's one victim after another. And it is a double standard. Listen, this is the new, she is the face of a quitter. She's not physically injured, but she pulled out because she didn't do well. So she quit. Oh, my God. Unreal. So if Tom Brady left the game in the third quarter of the Super Bowl because he was frustrated, wasn't having fun. Is that a brave decision? Total double standard. Naomi Osaka, upset third round. Good. She's the same one. No, I don't want to do interviews at Wimbledon or the French Open. No, forget it then. Then I won't compete. No, I don't want to do interviews. So if I have to do interviews, then I'm not going to compete. Good. So glad she lost. Hey, listen, it's not all about you. You can't get five minutes. See, they want everything I don't want to do the interview. I want to play. I want to get the money from the sponsors. I don't. I only want to do what I want to do. At the Olympic in Friday's opening ceremony was her opening two matches, straight sets. Condition different Tuesday. The roof closed. It was raining outside. After the match was over, left the venue. Would not be talking to the media. What a surprise. You know, there's another prima donna diva. No, I don't want to have to do any interviews. What a sore sport. I can't believe this. She was doing poorly. It's not that she... It's not that she um, is actually hurt, this gymnast. She's just, it's just not going well. It's just not going well. So that's all that is. Um, it just didn't go the way she wanted. Listen to her. It's okay sometimes sit out the big competition, focus on yourself. Uh, no, you're, you quit because you were going to get the gold. That's what it is. That is not to be admired. There's nothing admirable about that. Nothing. Zero. Wow. Unreal. Let me hear her. Let me hear the quitter. If you don't, then you're not going to enjoy your sport and you're not going to succeed as much as you want to. So it's okay sometimes to even sit out the big competitions to focus on yourself because it shows how strong of a competitor and person that you really are rather than just battle through it. No, um, no injury, thankfully. And that's why I took a step back because I didn't want to do something silly out there and get injured. So I thought it was best if these girls took over and did the rest of the job, which they absolutely did. They're Olympic silver medalists now, and they should be really proud of themselves for how well they did last minute having to go in. Um, 
and it's been really stressful this Olympic Games I think just as a whole um, not having an audience there are a lot of different variables going into it it's been a long week it's been a long Olympic process it's been a long year um, so just a lot of different variables and I think we're just a little bit too stressed out um, but we should be out here having fun and sometimes that's not the case Oh my god. I just felt like it would be a little bit better to take a back seat, uh, work on my mindfulness and I knew that the girls would do an absolutely great job and I didn't want to risk the team a medal for uh, kind of my screw ups because they've worked way too hard for that. So I just decided that the, those girls need to go in and do the rest of the competition. Wow. What a quitter. Simone Biles. It's okay to sometimes sit out the big competition. Well, isn't that what you're there for? Everything that you just heard is an excuse. Everything you just heard is an excuse. Here we go again. Spotlight on mental health, extreme stress, elite athletes. Well, someone got the gold. Someone got the gold, right? It's not like no one competed. It's not like they didn't have it. Because of this, it's so stressful, no one's going to get it. Someone did get the gold. Someone was mentally stronger. Someone was mentally more prepared. Fight through it. You don't feel well. Fight through. You're nervous. You fight through it. Period. It came down to it. She was not up to it. She is not to be admired in any way, shape, or form. Let me hear this package on it. Here we go. Uh, right here. Hold on, folks. Hey, good morning to you guys. And we just on, got a statement go. now from USAG saying Simone has withdrawn Simone. from the team final competition due to a medical issue. They say she will be assessed daily no. to determine medical, no medical issue. future competitions. We know that this happened following a rough performance on the vault just moments ago. She was seen walking off the floor, huddling with her teammates, and then speaking with her trainer. After that, we saw Simone returning back to the arena. She put her sweat pants back on. She took off uh, what she was going to use to, to compete against the uneven bars. And then her teammate stepped in, Jordan Childs, during that part of the competition. I have to say she had a stellar performance. And you can see Simone there cheering her on, congratulating her for stepping in and doing so well for the team. All of this, we should mention, comes after a pretty rocky performance during the preliminaries where we saw Simone Biles taking to Instagram to say she felt like she had the weight of the world on her shoulders. She talked about how much pressure she felt. And she has spoken previously about how difficult it is to compete without her family present because of the COVID restrictions. Her loved ones were, of course, forced to stay behind as were all the athletes, uh, friends and families. Everyone else, too. This is a huge blow to Team USA with the future of the Olympian unknown. She was set to compete in the individual all around on Thursday. This is where she was hoping, of course, to bring home another gold. So we will have to see on a daily basis where she ends up with this, George. But um, certainly uh, a, a devastating blow to Team USA today. Boy, it sure is. Okay, Amy Robach, thanks very much. My yeah, because oh, she George couldn't. Hey, she's not to be admired because she couldn't handle the pressure. Now, I recognize that they are professionals. And again, folks, right now, 129. You know, but we're in a society now where that Naomi, they all rally around her. It's very simple. She just didn't want to do the interviews. 
course she left without doing an interview. All right, let me play some of the sound from, uh, wow, she is something else. Here is uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene attempted to have a press conference and was shut down by uh, protesters. See, no, they won't. You never see the Trump people doing something like that. Now, I'm told that this is emotional. Capitol Police officer is being questioned by Representative Adam Kinzinger, who I'm also told starts crying. Says Capitol Police, even if it was a pen, that counts as an arm insurrection. I want to hear this. So, there's been this idea that this was not an armed insurrection, as if somehow that is justification for what happened. We know the hugs and kisses. We know the it was BLM and Antifa, right? Of course, then you would, I'm sure, want to investigate that if that's the case. Now we've heard maybe the FBI actually started this. But one of the ones that has always held was that this was not an armed insurrection. Officer Dunn, you mentioned that those that stormed the Capitol were very well organized and trained. And let me ask you, and I'll ask actually to all four of you, and Officer Hodges, I know this was part of your job initially before you got you responded to the Capitol. If in the middle of all that melee you see somebody with a gun in that crowd, would you be able to go out, apprehend, arrest them, read them their rights? And go through that process, or was the mission at the moment survival and defense of the capital? So I'm asking, is it possible that people maybe had guns, and we've seen that actually there were, but this idea that, wow, people weren't arrested with guns at the time it was raw survival. I'll start with, we can just start on the left. Let me ask you, what's your response to that? For those people who continue to downplay this, if, uh, violent attack on our democracy and our officers. Uh, I suggest them to look at the videos and, and the footage for now because common things were used as weapons like a baseball bat, a hockey stick, a rebar, a flagpole, um, including the American flag, uh, pepper spray, bear spray. So you name it, you have all these items and things that were thrown at us and attack and used to attack us. Those are weapons. No matter if it is a a pen, the way they were using these items, it was to hurt officers. A pen. So a pen is now part of an ins- armed insurrection. I want to hear Jim Jordan. This is uh, Republican Jim Jordan talking earlier about the January 6th situation. On that day. Let me just read from a news account from February of this year. Pelosi's office had previously impressed upon the Sergeant of Arms, Paul Irving, that the National Guard was to remain off Capitol grounds. Irving told House administration discussions centered around the, quote, optics. Why were the Democrats so concerned about the optics? Why were they so concerned about how it would look? Because what happened last summer, it's all driven by what happened last summer, where Democrats normalized anarchy, normalized political violence, raised bail money for the very rioters and looters who destroyed small businesses, attacked innocent civilians, and maybe most importantly, attacked police officers. When you spend a year talking about defund 
defunding the police and actually defund the police, it's kind of hard to have more police here on January 6th like they should have done. That's the... That is uh, question. Republican That's Jim Jordan. Folks. To such a political charade. Yep. The police officers who will testify today, and frankly, all Capitol Hill police officers, deserve to have more help that day. But the Democrats couldn't do it because of the political position they had taken all throughout last year. You know, he is exactly right, folks. Um, he is absolutely. Right. Now, something to watch is where the governor, Governor McKee, Governor Dan McKee, what he's going to start to do with COVID. Right now, good afternoon. It's 1.34. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our voted top local news site, um, which is, in fact... Petro.com. This portion of the program, before I get back to some of the sound that we have, folks, is brought to you by Brothers Disposal. Come on, brother. Call Brothers Disposal today. Now, Brothers Disposal, good afternoon, brother. Brothers Disposal, they have the purple roll-off dumpsters. Now, they're offering weekly trash collection services. So if you're a business, call Brothers Disposal for an estimate today, 401 401- Six eight eight zero five one seven. Maybe you'd like to do some spring cleaning or get rid of some unwanted items. Call Brothers Disposal and they'll put a dumpster in the driveway. 401-688-0517. Look for them on Facebook. It's the purple and yellow, just like the Lakers. Brothers, come on, brother. Brothers Disposal. Call Brother Roland today. 401 401- Six eight eight zero five one seven. Now offering weekly trash collection services. Call for an estimate four zero one six eight eight zero five one seven. So a lot of drama in Washington uh, today regarding uh, the January sixth uh, kind of a rowdy protest. Rowdy protest on January sixth. I want to hear though, folks. Here's Governor McKee yesterday saying that if there's a safety risk, he's going to adjust what we do with with COVID. But we, we can hold the line right now. We, we don't, we're not in a position where we have to change dramatically, if at all. But we are, you know, I, I want to make it very clear. If there's a safety issue that we need to respond to, we will respond to that. But right now, we're just encouraging people that, can, that haven't got vaccinated to get vaccinated. They're going to move to, uh, I predict right now, they're going to move to um, more indoor masking. More indoor masking. That's the direction where things are going to go. That's what I believe. You're going to see a big push for indoor masking. Now, let's go to anti-Trump Republican Adam Kinzinger. Cries during the first hearing of the Nancy Pelosi January 6th special hearing. Let's hear some of this. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. And uh, thank you to my colleagues on the committee. Thank you to our witnesses. Uh, I never expected today to be <clears throat> quite as emotional for me as it has been. Uh, I've talked to a number of you and gotten to know you. I think it's important to tell you right now, though. You guys may, like, individually feel a little broken. You guys all talk about the effects you have to deal with, and, you know, you talk about the impact of that day. But you guys won. 
You miss out. You know, democracies are not defined by our bad days. Oh, my God. We're defined by how we come back from bad days. How we take accountability for that. And for all the overheated rhetoric surrounding this committee, our mission is very simple. It's to find the truth and it's to ensure accountability. Like most Americans, I'm frustrated that six months after a deadly insurrection breached the United States. You know, what they don't want to say is the fact, and again, folks, good afternoon. It's 1.38. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. What they don't want to talk about and why so many people are not interested in this to see the double standard is there was no accountability for the actions last summer. They don't want to accept it. They want to pretend you didn't watch it happen. They never want to take accountability for what happened. This portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by Kogi. Folks, it's R.E. Coogan and Heating, 24-hour emergency service. Call Coogs today, 401-732-6562. 24-hour emergency service. Do you need a plumber? Call R.E. Coogan and Heating, 401 401- 732-6562. Also for cooling, R.E. Coogan and Heating. How about, why not imagine having central air? From winter to summer, the train technicians provide 100% service, one customer at a time. Service calls, maintenance agreements, installation, R.E. Coogan Heating. Proud to help out residential customers. They pride themselves, every customer, customer service and satisfaction and top priority. As Coog says, let us into your home, don't fix it alone. And this time of year, cooling and plumbing, helpful, trustworthy, reliable. Look for them on Facebook. And don't forget the website is recooganheating.com, 732-6562, 732-6562. Kamala Harris. The VP won't say whether or not she got the vaccine. Here we go. So let's just say there is a vaccine that is approved and even distributed before the election. Would you get it? Well, I think that's going to be an issue for all of us. So let's just. You know, I again, the the vaccine is a problem. Um, I also want to go to. AOC was on with Don Lemon the other night talking about critical race theory. Can we dip into that a little bit? Here we go. AOC. And and to that, we should say, why don't you want our schools to teach anti-racism? Why don't Republicans want their kids to know the tradition of anti-racism in the United States? Why are Republicans trying to ban books in this country? Why are Republicans trying to ban speech? Why are they trying to fire certain professors? Why are they attacking the core roots of history in this country that strays anything beyond what we already know? In fact, you have folks like Kevin McCarthy making statements that sound like he's never even read Martin Luther King in his life, trying to ban books talk about the history of the civil rights movement and institutional racism in the United States. So why don't Republicans 
want us to learn how to not be racist. Oh my God. Why don't Republicans want us want kids to know how to not be racist? That's not what it's about. That's a terrible talking point, but in a normal situation, she would be called out on it. That's Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez. But this is clearly not a uh, a normal situation. Now, uh, let's see. Capitol Riot Committee chair said seven people lost their lives. Officer Harry Dunn said Brian Sicknick died from injuries he sustained in the line of duty. But the medical examiner says Sicknick died of a stroke in a natural manner. Folks, they just won't stop with the lies. They absolutely just won't stop with the lies. Um, I want to play some more of, um, and I'm, I'm saying what, what you saw on January 6th, that is nothing more than what used to be. First of all, it, it pales in comparison to what we watched last summer. Absolutely pales in comparison to what we watched last summer. Now, the situation with the masks are really starting to become front and center. Let's go to the White House from Fox News. Pete Ducey, if vaccines work, why do people who have the vaccine need to wear masks? Let's hear what Jen Psaki, what she says. My last one would be, you guys have been saying this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. If that is coming from the CDC, is the president satisfied with the leadership at the CDC right now? The president is satisfied uh, with the fact that they are continuing to look at public health data uh, and give provide public health guidance to the American public about how they can protect their lives and the lives of loved ones around them. And if it's a pandemic of the unvaccinated still, then why do vaccinated people need to put the mask back on? Well, here, first of all, I would say, again, just to go back to the chart, which I will handily point to again, if you are vaccinated, if you are vaccinated, your life, it can save your life. And I think the clear data shows um, that this pandemic is killing, is hospitalizing, is making people very sick who are not vaccinated. That can still continue to be the case, uh, regardless of what the mask guidance looks like. If the vaccines work, which this sign says that they do, then why do people who have had the vaccine need to now wear masks the same as people who have not had it? Because the public health uh, leaders in our administration have made the determination based on data that that is a way to make sure they're protected, their loved ones are protected, uh, and that's an extra step given the transmissibility of the virus that people, uh, that they're advising people to take. They, they actually are just, they don't want to say that they've changed the guidance. That's really what it comes down to. They don't want to say that. So... Because that's what's going on. And the CDC has been all over the place on this. But this is going to be, this is going to be the new battleground. It is. I'm seeing uh, California State University will now require everyone to be vaccinated against COVID before returning to campus. Folks, everyone's going to have a decision to make. And there are some people walking away from jobs and careers because they refuse to be vaccinated. I don't think I understand that, but um, but there are people that are making the choice to do that. And that is going to be 
that is going to be their choice. And, and someone listening right now, it might become, it might become your choice. There are people that you could be listening right now saying, I refuse. Um, I absolutely refuse to get a vaccination. And if that is the case, then just understand there's going to be, there could be consequences for your job. As long as everybody knows exactly what happened, right? As long as everyone understands exactly what's going to happen. Now, apparently Block Island, they're going to be talking about they want to start having people wear a mask inside. Now, what I don't like about this, though, is this is going to make it difficult for restaurants and businesses who don't who who suddenly have to be dealing with people that are going to be very hostile towards them because of that. And that is obviously very unfair. You know, it's trending right now. Trump is the hitman. One of the people testifying said that they went and uh, he was a hitman. He was instructing the people to go. Harry Dunn said that. Wow. You know, but he is. It's not the same Harry Dunn from Dumb and Dumber. Um, that was one of the officers. This business of a hitman, though. I mean, that is... Um, Listen, that's prepared. That's over the top. Folks, this whole element of the hearing is done, right? This whole thing is being done to damage President Trump. That's why it's being done. Basically to damage the, you know, continue to damage the former president. And um, that's why this, this hearing is even taking place. There's no other rational, you know, right? There's no other rationale for it. There'd be no reason for it. And and a, a, a reason why that this is not taking off is because of the fact that you saw what happened. You saw what happened last summer. And none of those people were held accountable. None of them were held accountable. Now, folks, good afternoon at 148. I want to once again remind you, I would like you to come along with me. Patriot Training Camp is open. Join me on a weekend getaway, Patriots Jets, in New York, September 18th and 19th. A great price. Round-trip motor coach to and from uh, New York and back. Saturday, spend the day in New York. One-night hotel in New Jersey. Tickets to the game, full tailgate party. Just $389, but you need to call. This is it. If you want to go, at least call for more information. Dial 401-274-TRIP, 274-TRIP, or online at 274-TRIP.com. Call Alan Hockman Tours, Patriots Jets in New York, 401-274-TRIP, 274-8747. For more information, to reserve your space, early bird special ends... August 1st, 274 Tripper, 274-8747. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by State Towing Service. Auto sales and repair, 24-hour towing, and 
they back the blue. Call Michael Salvatore today. 331-0925. State Towing Service. 380 Valley Street, Providence. Michael Salvatore. 331-0925. I'm going to play some more. And remember, Patriot Training Camp. Those northern part of the state. Why not check out the End Zone Sports Pub? Delicious food, great drinks, great crowd. 960 Menden Road in Cumberland. Um, I want to play some more sound from the Capitol hearings from earlier. Here's that officer Dunn saying they were carried out by a hitman. Now, I believe he was exposed as a progressive Democrat activist. So what I ask from you all is to get to the bottom of what happened. And that includes, like, I echo the sentiments of all of the other officers sitting here. I use an analogy to describe what I want as a hitman. If a hitman is hired and he kills somebody, the hitman goes to jail. But not only does the hitman go to jail, but the person who hired them does. There was an attack carried out on January 6th, and a hitman sent them. I want you to get to the bottom of that. Thank you. Well, you know, that, that, that is an outrageous thing to say. I want to play some more from a, a, a hitman. That, that, is, that, that is not the case. And why are they all crying? This is the side that I like and the side that I acknowledge. So. Officer, thank you. Um, I believe in this country, and I believe in it because of people like you uh, who understand what the flag means and what our Constitution means and risk their lives to defend it. I'd like to think, uh, uh, as Amanda Gorman so eloquently said, uh, that we're not broken, we're just unfinished. Because if we're no longer committed to a peaceful transfer of power after our elections, uh, if our side doesn't win, then God help us. If we deem elections illegitimate merely because they didn't go our way, rather than trying to do better the next time, then God help us. And if we're so driven by bigotry and hate that we attack our fellow citizens as traitors, if they're born in another country or they don't look like us, all crying and god help us but i have faith why are they all crying i don't understand why they're all crying i don't here's jen saki telling journalists you've got millions of people around you listen to you what they should know how to protect themselves and save lives and save their lives. So our message to the American public is uh, 
You know, I also used to, I mean, there were several things. Sometimes I, I coached some very good basketball teams, young kids. And many times I'd go to the other coach at halftime and say, listen, let's do this. If you'll concede the loss, right, it's halftime and we're up by 25 points or whatever it is. If you just concede the loss, let's start the second half 0-0. Because I hate telling kids don't go all out. And your kids have to keep staring at the scoreboard. Now, I don't want to put us in jeopardy of losing. I'm not about to do that because a win is a win. And it does come out to, you know, the playoffs. And But why don't we make it 0-0 and then my best players can then still go all out. And then your kids, who knows, maybe they'll take the lead. But it's about them. I don't want to stand here the second half. All my best players are on the bench. But this situation with the Olympics... You know, when you go to, let me just say this, Patriots, Seattle, Belichick didn't panic. Belichick didn't panic. Coach Bill did not. Pete Carroll, they should have called timeout. They were unorganized on the sideline. And then we know what happened in that Super Bowl. So it can come down to that. It can come down to the final seconds. So this Olympic athlete, the Olympic athlete, there she is, and she's at the Olympic Games, and she suddenly realizes because of her performance, she wasn't going to get the gold. So she withdrew. she's not hurt. That is, that is not to be commended. A lot of people have to battle through that. There are, there are athletes that play when they're under the weather. There are athletes that play when they're men- emotionally. It's, to, it's about not letting down the team. You know, all of that practice, none of it matters if in that moment you have to finish. She should have been encouraged to finish it out. And then if you end up a silver medalist, then you got the silver or the bronze. All right, folks, listen, on this Tuesday, I want you to enjoy this Tuesday. It's the John DePietro Show. Visit the website, depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com, which is right where the Coincident Inn. A great meal is waiting for you at the Coincident Inn. Enjoy this Tuesday. We're back tomorrow at 11. Stay tuned for the 2 o'clock news and then the John Dion program. This is WNRI Woonsocket.